Grand Canyon University makes earning your degree possible with over 130 academic programs for traditional campus students with more than 80 bachelor's programs offered online. GCU provides you with the personal support you need from complimentary unofficial transcript evaluations within 24 business hours to scholarships, academic support, and your GCU graduation team led by your own university counselor. Find your purpose at GCU. Private. Christian. Affordable. Visit gcu.edu. Well, well, well. We are back at it. Homegrown Radio. Chuck Dizzle. DJ yes, Head. Man, uh, obviously, if you're listening and you're watching this now, uh, the news is out. The cat is out of the bag. Man, I'm getting are, hella feedback. You getting? I don't know why. Can you hear me? You can hear yourself. Yeah, I can hear you. You can hear but yourself I hear too. Me twice. Okay, let me see if I turn this down. How about that? How about now? Check, check, check. Better? Nah. Check, check. check. Mm-mm. Okay, I can't hear. I mean, I can hear, but um, we'll just try to rock with it. See what happens. Say something. Keep going. Keep yep, talking. Yep. 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 That's better. All right, I gotta turn you all the way down then. One more time. Yep. 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 That's a little better. I will right, we'll figure it out. Um, we're back, man. Real ninety two three, LA's new night show, man. Homegrown radio, Chuck Dizzle, DJ Head. Uh, I definitely want you to kind of kick it off, kind of your, your sentiments, the way you kicked off the show on Monday. I think perfectly, kind of like really set things off, man. So, so um, kind of get give your feedback, your thoughts as to what's been going on, and, and we'll just kind of kick the show off with our reactions. Uh, for me, I'm just you know. I'm I'm glad I'm happy, um, you know. Shout out to Bootleg Kev for uh, really like I'm gonna be honest with you. Um, first and foremost, I want to say you know thank I want to be I want to say thank you to uh, the iHeart guys. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying our boss and and the powers that be that made this happen. But then also I want to say I, I appreciate Bootleg Kev because you know Kev essentially lost his job. Yeah. And how he's handled this has been very impressive to me. Like, I mean, I'm very impressed by Kev. What, what was right. what? What made you say that in particular? Like, because I know it's a tough thing, you know. Because when you lose your job, it's easy to fall into a different space mentally. It's easy to get out of character. Yeah. It's easy to allow those types of things to affect you. Not even just financially, but egotistically and right. mentally and emotionally, etc. But from the time the shit jumped off and and how it all went down within one weekend, days, you know, like it take a lot. It take a very big human being to be able to channel that energy into a different way and in a positive way. And for him and for Kev to really be like and champion us and be like, nah, this makes sense. He was like, this is going to be big for the city. He was like, and then, you know, even, even not even publicly, but like we've had several conversations on FaceTime and all that shit. And he's just really happy for us. And he's just like, bro, I'm going to be straight. He already got some shit cooking, so I'm, I'm going to let him announce that. But I just want to give him give him those props because, like, I don't know that I'm – I mean, he, he's really shown his character yeah. throughout this process. And 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 to me, is I'm very, very impressed and, and pleased to call him a homie. No, that's straight up. And, and I feel like, for me, it was one of those things where I know what I'm capable of doing. But I also understand the the shoes that I'm feeling as well. You know what I'm saying? Like he's he's an incredible talent. He's a, he's, a, he's an awesome human being, right? And for me, when I got the news, I'm like, okay, I'm ready. I worked my ass off for this, but at the same time, like the the weirdest part about this whole and I, I've told people off off uh, camera about this. It's like this is 2020 has been an inc- just a, a strange year. Just a lot of stuff. Crazy as fuck. We've known like personal. I've known multiple people that's literally lost their job this year, you know, that we worked with. And for me, I'm like, damn, I feel, I feel bad. I really do. You know, how do you celebrate in a moment like this when you, you, you have people that, you know, genuine people losing their jobs, but at the same time, I know I worked my ass off of this. So I have to celebrate the moment. And like you said, essentially we know, I know he's going to be good. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And, and it's just like you said, it show character, it shows, you know, the kind of human being that he is. And, I, you know, I'm, I'm glad to, you know, be in this spot. I'm glad to 
for us to get back together to kind of do what we've been doing and just really do what we, we, we set out to do and just have the opportunity, you know, whatever yeah. comes from this comes from this, but the opportunity that's all my 19 years of, of pursuing radio. I even told you, I was like, I've even said on the podcast, you know, I'm cool. Like, I've had that opportunity to be on LA radio. This is for my third time, which is an incredible experience. But I've never had a chance to have like a full time opportunity. I've always filled in for this person, that first person, overnight, morning, <laughs> midday. I've always been the fill in person, but never had my own slot. You know what I'm saying? I'm glad and I'm honored that for me to have this slot is with you. You know what I'm saying? Like, and we are able to do what we do. With homegrown, so it's 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 a mixture of emotions, and and to be honest, I think it finally started to settle in, like literally the, in the like after like two Tuesday. So we 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 announced it on, we knew on on Friday, we knew on Friday. We announced on Monday, and the dust is still settling. But I would say I finally got that after we finished on Monday. It's like okay, now the cat's out the bag. Now we can kind of like get to work, but. To be honest, it's still resonating because I'm still getting the calls, still getting the texts. And I, I do want to say thank you to everybody that, that has reached out and, and it's been saying like how much homegrown has meant to them over the years and mm-hmm. how excited they are mm-hmm. for us. And you know, that that outpour, outpouring of love and support is the thing that fundamentally keeps us going. So I I appreciate it. Uh, again, thanks to iHeart Media, thanks to Doc Winner, AO. Shout out to Fuzzy. If it wasn't for Fuzzy, Man, I wouldn't have this. Wouldn't, even be wouldn't be here. You know, the, the 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 idea of Big Boy embracing us and being the first mm-hmm. guest on Homegrown Radio while we're full time was amazing. Him uh, sharing it on social media, Charlemagne the God. Like I, I salute Bruh. him. Like I didn't even know. Like you had to tell me, yo, you know Charlemagne posted. I'm like, what? It's like, yeah. I'm like, oh shit. So just to be. You know, just to just to have our peers not only support what we got going on but respect it, man. It's it's you know, it, it feels good. It's like that arrival moment, you know? At least for me. I th- oh, it's absolutely a arrival moment for, for both of us. But I think what's what's so interesting to me is like, you know, me and you have talked about it offline and you know, just in the group chat and all kind of shit. But it's like these are people that's like on our vision boards type shit. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like big, big, big is was literally on my big boy was in my on my vision board. What you mean, for, like for for life? Oh wow! So uh, and I'm gonna share this real quick, but a lot of people don't know this, but it's gonna be in my book. I was gonna say it's gonna be in your book. <laughs> it's, gonna, it's gonna be in my book, but I'm gonna share this little piece of it. But um, in 2012, Salas was like, well, "What do you want to do?" At this point, I didn't really have it figured out. He's like. You need to figure out what you want your life to look like. I didn't know at the time. So he says, so an easier way to do it is to pick three people who you want your life to look like. And so I'm like, all right. And so I already know that. He said, who? I said, number one would be big boy. He's like, why? I said, because I want to be known, no matter what I do, I want to be known as the LA radio guy. Mm. You know what I'm saying? And that's big. And then number two was DJ AM because, you know, he passed away, rest in peace, but he was in Iron Man as himself. DJing in Tony Stark's living room. Wow. I was like, I want to DJ on TV as myself. You don't want to play a character. Wow. Wow. Right? Wow. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Rhythm and flow. And, and, and then the third person on my, on my list who I wanted my life to look like was Rob Deerdeck. And he was like, why Rob Deerdeck? And I said, because Rob Deerdeck literally makes a living being himself. And I want to be myself for a living and be able to put my homies in position. Right. Come on now. So ever since then, in 2012, when I defined those three people who I wanted my life to look like, I don't I haven't deviated from that course. Wow. So if you notice, I don't host mixtapes. I don't really DJ in clubs. Club. Yeah. I don't I don't do like a lot of the stuff that I could be doing because I'm a quote unquote DJ, but it's not aligned with my vision. No, I mean, I think that that you hit it on the head, man. And again, one of the things that we kind of always preach on the podcast and just if you ever had conversations with us individually or been around our team, that's our main focus is getting that vision straight. What do you want 
your life to look like and, and be able to attack that. And of course, things may veer left or right. And then not everybody has the focus to stay laser sharp all the time. But if you know what you're aiming for, like you said, it's just that GPS. As long as you know what the destination is, you know, you need that address. It might reroute a couple of times, but it's going to reroute and get you exactly where you need to go. So um, I think, and I think um, also, I mean, Charlemagne been showing love jump. to me even since before he had a reason to right. just because, you know, Devi and glasses, um, I'm 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 glasses, little homie, and and Debbie has been bringing him out here for 12, 13 years. But I think that it's definitely one of them surreal moments where it's like the people that we strive to get to where they at. It's like these dudes, like these dudes, got it, and it's like, damn, this shit crazy. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like so, so they really let us in here. They really let us in here, man. And hey, can we? We gotta we gotta salute to the homie Duke Visions, man. Bruh. Bro, shout out to the homie Duke. Shout out to Will. Ugh. I mean, I don't know if people if people know who Will is, but at shout Duke out to Duke Visions, man. At Duke Visions, our announcement video was fire. Kev, Kev hit me was like, "Yo, that video is fucking fire." I was like, <laughs> "I was like, I know this shit is incredible." Man, I ain't gonna lie, that thing had me tear up. I'm like, "Damn!" Like it really, real? it really, yeah, because it, it just showed. It really took me to the moments, like every visual on that took me to the moment where we're at, where we were at when it happened. From you know, doing behind the scenes stuff at at Homegrown in the apartment after the show. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, shout out to Channel S. Yep. Um, you know, shout out to the homie uh, E with with uh, Street Code and on his dating hip hop. Certain visuals in there, and um, just every single moment that we've had from past guests to where we were at. It, just, it, it it embodied that whole feeling. And to have Nipsey Hussle and Kendrick, uh, the dedication track, be the soundtrack of that, man, I, Will, man, Will, Will knock that shit out the park, man. So thank you, Will, for doing that. And I feel like that, that made the moment that much bigger because I don't think we could have announced it any other way. Like, we could have posted a flyer. We could have said, hey, we're here. We're on, we're, we're full time. But that video set everything um and it just it, it it made an impact through a, a lot of different people. I know when we were um, collecting the clips for the announcement video, and I was just like, because we you mind you, we only had like two days to do this whole exactly, shit. Exactly. So when we were collecting the clips for the announcement video, I was like, how can I? I how can I? I don't want to give people a history lesson, mm -hmm. but I also don't want to overlook our history. Right. So how can we package this shit to the point where in in less than sixty seconds? And allow people to visually and, and audibly hear, visually see and audibly hear the journey. Yeah. And so I think I think they I think he did an amazing job putting that shit together because I just gave him a whole folder full of shit like, hey, dude, I don't know what you're going to do, but I need I need something right now. Yeah, But he and he pulled out other stuff that I'm sure he, you yeah, he give went him. He went and found other shit on, on YouTube and just that shit was incredible. Yeah. So. Now, so salute to him. And again, thank you to everybody that's been reaching out, texts, uh, calls, uh, just FaceTimes, all all type of support, man. It really, right. and I know it's going to be continuing, and I, we just appreciate it, man, for sure. And I want to shout out to, I guess you can call them homegrown alumni, TDE, because TDE, I mean, just like, I mean, vice versa, we've been supporting since the beginning too, but like TDE has shown us unwavering support. Man. You know what I'm saying? Shout out to Punch. Yeah. Shout out to Top. Right. Um. That night I went to Top's. I went to Top's house. Yeah. To talk to him and 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 kind of like get his ideas on what. So we not only did you get Top on the phone, you pulled oh, up no. on Top. Yeah. Top was like, "I'm at the house. Come through." You know what I'm saying? Well, we got to chop it up. So I'm. I watch. Well, when we got off work, it was like midnight. I'm. I went to Top's house. You know what I'm saying? Way up on the mountaintop. <laughs> Top top lives so fucking fly. It take you half an hour to get to his house after you get off the freeway. That's <laughs> how so you know. You're like, look, I'm at the Some top. Bullshit. I'm like, and and it's no signal. Of like, ain't no cell phone signal. Hey, there. So, so you like, get you lost. Gotta, that's it. Bruh. I, and then when you got to go through the gates and shit, the lady is like, well, you got to drive back down the hill and call him and tell him that it's cool for you to come through the gate. I'm like, all right. I couldn't even argue. Yeah. I had to drive all, all the way back down the hill, get the lady on the phone. I mean, get him on the phone, tell him, oh, oh, he's like, oh yeah, I got you. So then I had to drive back up the goddamn Mount Olympus. 
Not, <laughs> not Mount Olympus since on Sunset. I was making a reference to please. the gods. Yeah, please Zoom. let them know because they'll they'll uh, start trying to do their Googles and, and, and come yeah. up with some shit. Motherfuckers be driving all up Mount Olympus looking for top. Looking top, for top. Ain't over there. <laughs> like, top got too much money to live on Mount Olympus. Yeah, man. Now I think that that's that's an amazing feeling to know that that people that you've supported from from the jump have your best interest in mind and and again salute to all the camps uh, that have been rocking with us from jump um and you know there's there's literally too many to name but we we do thank everybody man I do want to send a special shout out to Salas too our manager man he he's been there and 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 putting up with with bullshit from the jump and I think that there's a lot of respect and credit that needs to uh, be put on on Salas because you know. Some people may or may not have counted him out or they don't really know what he does or they don't they don't get the full embodiment of who he is. But, you know, without that dude right there, man, I think our, our, our head would not be on the swivel that it is at this point. So uh, we, we very appreciate it. I know for sure. I know for sure I wouldn't be where I am if it wasn't for Silas. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And I think I think that um, I think people are starting to recognize and, and show him that that love and respect. Oh, yeah. Now, for sure. For sure. And also our our ladies, your wife Tasha. Bro, let me let uh, me just say one thing because she, okay. I, I just saw the post that she put up like days later, and you yeah, know, I just saw it today. I'm too. like, it, it made me feel good, but I I remember the shit that we went through just to do homegrown at the house. And looking back now, I'm like, how did she put up with that? Like, you got to think this is we talking about. We lived in Inglewood. Random strangers coming in and out the house at a time when we were dating for maybe two years. It wasn't even, you got to think, we weren't even dating that long. This was before yeah. we got engaged and all that. So you're thinking you're dating an individual that is in a, in a career field that eh, it's uncertain, you know, and you have people just randomly coming in, in and out of your own space. And I just, I salute her for not only being supportive and the, here's the bar of that. So she, I always credit her for, for, for having my back, being in my corner. I was looking at old footage, right? The TDE mm. freestyle that was at Long Beach State, right? The, the mm. one that's on our YouTube page, about 11 years old, I think, at this point. She's in the back of that. If you look very close, she, I forgot she came with me to the studio that day. And that was the, like wow. around the, like when we first were kind of dating or whatever, you know, she and she used to never really come to the show. Like, I don't know why that day she she happened to be there. It was like a Halloween episode or whatever. But anyway, she I, I, I zoomed in and saw her. if you look real close, you could find her in the background of there. I'm like, that's crazy. So and I was saying, like, yeah, you've always been in my corner. But she literally has been like in the corner from from jump, man. And <laughs> she I, I, literally I was in the corner. She was in the corner, like straight up. And I appreciate that because. Not a lot of partners are able to do that um, when it comes to being in relationships, to, to to be able to support your significant other through the ups and downs when things aren't looking too good. When I am was pissy drunk, you know, saying passed out some days, leaving the door unlocked at our own house, you know, of course, upset, but never like, all right, we got to end this thing. And I, I, I couldn't have been, been here uh, without without her and then also our upstairs neighbor shout out to lynn and shout out to ramona because we used to go up on thursday nights at Lamoli, and they could have called the cops on us many a times but they didn't they let us rock and they supported us and, and that just kind of added to the, the the contribution of homegrown man so those early days really you know put us put us on bro that's crazy wow right wow i was looking at the footage like wait a minute that's tasha what's she doing oh snap so yeah, man, it's, it's it, we can literally keep on going and going again. Sparkle, Lupe, uh, Sade, Alex. Bruh. Shout out to, to to the new interns we have right now. I mean, just everybody that that helps and facilitate homegrown. Our OG first lady Bliss. I mean, we still man, shout to Bliss. We still be saying homegrown on the on the air. When we do that. That's a that's an homage to Bliss. And for the people that don't know, anytime you hear us go homegrown, that's for Bliss. Hey. We have a, lo a lot of people that people only see you and I, right? But it's a lot of people that go into this shit that make it, that make it, that make this clock tick. Bruh. And if we just, you know, <laughs> we get the benefit of doing the work and, and showing up and being the faces. But it's a lot of people that behind the scenes that makes this thing go around. And I just, I don't know. I, I really, I, sometimes I'll be honest with you. I'll be like, why do people fuck with us? Like, <laughs> you could be doing so much other shit like Tomas. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Tomas over there being a model, 
Uh, he over there, you know, saying filming for Porsche. Uh, man, he just or Porsche. I said Porsche. I'm ghetto. Yeah, you old, man, dog. I, I'm ghetto as hell. Porsche. Shouts out Porsche. to Porsche. Porsche. Porsche from Compton. We don't. <laughs> uh, damn, it was one more thing I wanted to say before we kind of moved on. Um, in regards to homegrown, in regards to the legacy, in regards to the years that we've been doing this. Um, I'm sure I'll remember in a second. But were there any other things you wanted to tie in? Um, before we kind of switch gears or anything, mm, nah, I just I, I just really appreciate the embracement, and hopefully we you know we 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 tend we 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 plan not to let nobody down. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? We plan to be about about LA, mm-hmm. and I, I really want to um, push our line. Like, and, and I'm excited to be able to design a show from scratch. I've yeah. never had that opportunity before. Like, and put it on the air and and see what people think and get feedback. And I want to do all of that. I want to do um, like the Breakfast Club, when they have um, call in and critique us. Yeah, straight up. Like, I, I want to do all of that oh, yeah. shit. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. Tell us about ourselves. Like, what we, you know, I hate it. I hate DJ Head. Let's, let's, let's run it. Yeah, kill us, kill us on social, man. I, I think a couple of weeks back kind of got me used to getting in that water. So, I mean, hold, hold us accountable for, for the things that you see or hear. And I think that's important uh, about it, like, one thing that Big said when he called us up in terms of like, I was like, yo, how do we not fuck this opportunity up? He was like, man, you know right. what? You, you working on, on, on the, on the job. Like you're going to have those days where you mess up. And he said, people, the thing that I took away was like, people really respect what's real. No cliche involved. No, no pun intended, but he, people really respect real. So if you mess up on a job, you mess up on a job and mm-hmm. people want you to be a hundred percent authentically you. So whatever mm-hmm. that is, just do that. And he he was like, man, when in my early days, I, I was wondering this big boy talking. He was like, how do I um, be me all the time, like on the radio? Do how do I have a show? And that we're now we're two decades in, you know, of who Big Boy is in Los Angeles radio and media and you know the culture itself. So um, I'm just excited for 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 what's to come in this moment, you know, um, I'm super excited for this, man. And I, I think you hit it. That was one of the questions I was going to ask you is you've kind of been through this for the last couple of years. So what's the, what's the difference? Like for me, it's the fact that, Oh, it's a full-time opportunity. And you were saying like, now you get a chance to kind of like put together your own show, like with, with, with like home. design my show from scratch, like yeah. us coming up with new segments. Like mm-hmm. we got, can you handle the truth? Mm-hmm. Like that's a dope segment that I'm really in, that I really want to build out and, and make it a thing because the climate that we're in, everybody claims to be real, everybody's authentic, everybody's tell it like it is. All right, we well, let's see. Let's see. You know what I'm saying? Let's Hit see. us up. Can you handle the truth? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You got a little dick. Oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, I don't know if I was ready for that one. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, could you imagine? I'm dude. just excited for these segments that we have. Uh, we got the curbside confessions where people call us up and they talk. We talk about uh, rideshare rideshare stories. Man. These Uber and Lyft drivers that be out here in the streets. Why got the got the they got better stories than the rappers now. Low key, low key, and not just them. The people that do deliveries nowadays too. Like man, it, people eating food, all kind of crazy stuff that we've been hearing. And it, I, like you said, it, it's gonna be amazing to kind of kick this off and kind of hear people's stories, especially right where right where we're at. You know. Yeah, exactly. And then I just think that, um, I don't know, it's, it's just dope to me. Like, I, I'm really excited to be able to build a show from scratch. And I want to shout out to the homie Woody from the Woody Show on Alt 98.7. He gave me this advice three, four, three, three years ago. No, four years ago. He told me four years ago. He said, look, head. He said, best thing I could tell you is to do it your way. Because if you do it their way and it don't work, they're going to say you didn't execute it properly. If you do it your way and at least at least you know win or lose that you did it the way you wanted to do it. That's, that's what a, I, He said, that's what I do. That's a bar. That's a bar. Shout out to my nigga Woody, man. man. I, I really I really fuck with that white man. Take that in, man. Him and Menace, too. Menace been always showing love. And the whole squad over there, they always are embracing anytime we, we're in the buildings. And, you know, it, it's, one, it's so funny. Like, a lot of times when you're in corporate environments – you can tell who don't fuck with you because they don't <laughs> give you eye contact or don't speak. And that's totally the opposite from the whole Woody show cast. Like everybody's always embracing when we come, Hey, how you doing? Like, Oh shit. What's up? Crazy. Yeah. Crazy. You know, I'm like, you know, you don't have like, to you, talk. No, you don't have to fuck with me. Right. Oh, okay. Just making sure. <laughs> Just making sure. Good looking out. Um, 
Oh man, it was, I keep there was there was one thing I was gonna mention. I keep forgetting it, man. Um, but I think, man, that's that's literally been what's been wrapping up our whole week for sure, for sure. I've been I'm not gonna lie, bro. It's been nonstop for the last nonstop. four or five days. Like nonstop. I woke up this morning. And Tosh was like, yo, you got bags under your eyes. I've never seen you have bags. I'm like, what? And she's like, you you look crazy right now. <laughs> you look crazy right now. I'm going off for like one, two hours of sleep every single day. But the uh, the other thing is like I'm it it's give it's like rejuvenating. You know what I'm saying? It's it's giving that purpose. And not that I didn't have it before, but it's like, ooh, that's what I wanted to mention up. The, the, the level up, like we, we talked about leveling up before in the, the couple of po- podcasts before, but it's like giving a new reason to do something. Now it was like, for me, it was being on radio, right? Mm-hmm. Then it became, um, you know, uh, building a platform for, for people that look like us that don't have the, the capability to do anything, right? When it comes to the major platforms. So I, homegrown, like for, for artists, for producers, for other radio personalities, DJs, to show them like, okay, look, it's possible to do your own thing. Now the industry's completely changed. Everybody can, we can clearly see you can do this in your own house now, right? Homegrown, yeah. like the format now is literally the, the way the industry is with the Zoom call, all the stuff. So now it's like, okay. The next thing was, now I'm on air with my brother, right? Me and you got our own show. The next level up is doing something that hasn't been done in a while. And I'm being bold when I say it, and I feel like we can do it, is shatter what it comes like. And I know you know what I'm talking about, but when it comes to like performance-wise, there's something that, that, that <clears throat> there's a claim out there that usually can't be done but I feel like we can execute and make that happen. And it comes to specifically performance wise and becoming a number one show. And I, that's the energy that I'm on right now is, is having an entertaining show, you know, building that out, but then also performance to the point where they're like, Oh yeah, we didn't think that this show was the same way they thought about the breakfast club, how they put exactly. it together. They was like, Oh yeah, this is a good show. But then, you know, numbers wise, it might, may not have been performing. And they had that one moment that just kicked shit off and turn everything around, and now it's the monster that it is, and we're going to talk about that, celebrating 10 years of The Breakfast Club, which I think that's ironic as well. The day we started... Bruh, super ironic. The day we started was the 10-year anniversary of The Breakfast Club. Super surreal, right? It's like, oh, shit. So that's my, my... That's when I say I'm rejuvenated again. I'm like, oh, I got a new purpose now. Now, okay, boom, that's the goal. The next... The next milestone to be able to perform because quite, you know, I'm just be perfectly honest for the people that may or may not know. It's, it's like, okay, this is cool. We got the homegrown homies on, man. It's going to be a great show. Amazing. But like with anything, I don't think anybody has, there's an expectation, but I want to, I want to get past that. I want to do some shit where people are like, like you said, damn, they in the next Iron Man video or movie. Being themselves, right? That's the shit that I'm on right now, and it's how do we execute that and making it, and, and still putting on it, putting on for the, putting on for the city, putting on for ourselves, the culture, but then shattering what the expectations are for what we're capable of doing. I, I agree with you. I mean, that's. I mean, I, I I think I was just talking to my mom about this. Interesting, you say that. I was just talking to my mom, and and she had I forgot what the shit is called. An IED, IUD. Is that what it's called? A little birth control. Thing? Oh yeah yeah yeah. Huh? You know what I'm talking about, right? Your mom's on birth I- you said your mom's on birth control? Back in the day. So oh, okay. I didn't- so my mom, when we're talking about overcoming and exceeding expectations, right? Back in the day, my mom had an IUD. It's the little thing that they put inside the vagina that kind of just, I guess it bounces around and knock eggs off the wall or whatever. <laughs> she had one of those while I was in there. I never talked about this publicly before. My mom did not want to be pregnant when she had me. She was actively trying to not be pregnant when she had me. You know what I was doing while she had that shit in there trying to get me off the uterine wall? I was laying low. <laughs> I, was in, I was in the corner, ducked off. You, you Mayweather, off. you Mayweather. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Can't no, listen, 
when it comes to when it comes to de defying odds, oh, that's my specialty, bro. That's, hey, that, I never knew that. I know that is a bar, I know, dog. I know that's that was that's going in my book. <laughs> it's a lot. It's a lot of shit that I ain't never talked about because I don't want to give the whole book away. But yeah, bro, while she had that shit in that birth control in there, trying to get me up out of here, get up, get up out of there, get up out of there. I'm, you know, what I'm saying I wasn't even supposed to fucking be here. Wow. So with that being said, define the odds, exceeding expectations, shattering fucking shattering barriers. That's my specialty. Yeah. I'm not even really supposed to be here in real life. I, you know how much I curse? Shout out to Clarence, Clarence yeah, Barnes. To be honest. Super, super radio vet. Always talking shit to me about your mouth, head. You need to be, you need to be calculated. You know, Charlemagne is so precise with his words. You need to be more calculated. All right, bro. I'm 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 fucking trying. <laughs> Hear me out. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm, so I, I used to DJ hood days, bro. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I used to DJ backyard boogies and hood days, and I DJ for all the Southsiders. I never talked about this either. The Southsiders, and if you from our part of the world, you know what that means. Mm -hmm. Every Damn near every Latino south of Fresno <laughs> was at this function that I DJ one time. It was three black people there. You me, was one of them. <laughs> it was me, the dude that worked, that one of the dudes that worked there, and then another one of our homies. Well, one of one of their homies, and I didn't know him, and I was DJing, and it was a nothing but Latinos, it was a sea of Latinos. You know what I'm saying? That's the shit that I'm used to. Isn't that, the, isn't that the same time that your equipment messed up? Yes, it is. You, <laughs> wait, yes, it is. I'm, I'm sorry. This is to be the last part of it. But you have to tell people that story because it, I think it, it talks about defined odds. But also, when you're in a moment and shit don't go right because it happens like that, how you make it work? So I'm uh, I go. So my homie booked me to come DJ for the Southsiders. Right? It's like it, it's some it's some you know it's some it's some street shit. Mm. So. I'm like, cool, whatever. Like, I, I'm used to that. I, that ain't foreign to me. So I go down there and, they, they, and it's in Orange County. So we down there, police already didn't want us down there. It's like, it was like a convention, not a convention, but it was a lot of, you know, Latino, uh, a rep uh, uh, what do we call them? It was a lot of uh, Latino uh, uh, neighborhood representatives. <laughs> 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 you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And so they were all down there. And they had the big tattoos in the back of the head and all of that, yeah. right? So I'm DJing. The next thing I know, now I was responsible. I'm not only did I DJ, but I brought all the sound system. Mm -hmm. So now that I got the sound system set up, why does my laptop crash? I'm talking about the hard drive is dead, meaning it won't even boot up. Okay. Go back now to you don't have nobody there. You don't know anybody I don't, there. I'm by myself. Yeah. I only know I only know my one uh, Mexican homie. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? I only know my one Mexican homie. I don't know the rest of the, everybody that's there. It's a lie. It's a sea of Latino street representatives. So, <laughs> so, so, as I'm deep as my laptop dies, I'm trying to fix it on stage. I'm on the stage trying to fix my equipment. It's not working. Low key, they had already had so many um different organizations pay <laughs> for their person to perform. They paid the promoter mm -hmm. for all their representatives to perform that night. Now, it's mind you, getting... my laptop is dead, so I can't run no USBs. I can't run no CDs. Luckily, well, as as it's transpiring, it's about fifteen minutes go by. Can you imagine 15 minutes of dead air, air man. at a at a function? Five seconds of dead air on radio is like it's a wrap. Ten seconds, you're gonna hear that 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 uh that that uh failure response. Bro, 10 to 15 minutes so of dead air minutes. at the function. Now, my boy, I ain't gonna say the name of a shout out to him. He came up on stage, he kept it a buck with me. He kept it so real with me. He said, Look, head, you gotta figure something out, though. I don't know how long I can, you know, hold him off. I'm like, Oh shit! <laughs> so I start looking around, and I'm taking inventory of all the equipment that's gonna get fucked up when I get up out of here, right? Because <laughs> like, I'm I'm leaving everything. I'm getting. Have, <laughs> I ain't gonna have that. I ain't gonna have that. And shout out! I ain't gonna have. You that. know what's crazy? I never told this story to my homie, uh, my big homie DJ Cali, because it was his equipment that I borrowed. 
He's like, I, I ain't bringing that back hey, home for sure. So shout out to DJ Cali for letting me use this shit. Mm. But uh, I'm thinking, like, damn, I'm going to have to buy Cali a whole new sound system, microphones, everything. It's all bad. Cause I'm finna grab my laptop and I'm gonna run to my truck, my run to my van, and I'm out of here. That's yeah. what I'm gonna do. I already had it in my mind. I'm out of here. I'm just gonna leave, and it's gonna be what it's gonna be. <laughs> the bartender, I went to the bartender. And I said, and he's a white guy. Forgot his name, but man, that man, I, I appreciate that man. Like he's like he, my dad came back <laughs> into my life. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> bartender, I go to him and I'm like, yo. Is there any, you have anything I can use, bro? He said, you know what? He reached, he goes under the bar and he pulls out a disc man. Now this is a CD player. No. That you, like the old ones, the big compact yeah. disc player. Not an MP3 player, just a regular compact disc CD player with headphone jack. He's like, you can see what you could do with this. Inside the compact disc player was the Kid Rock CD. You lying. I am not bullshitting. I go plug that motherfucker right in through the eighth inch, through the uh, aux, aux cord, uh-huh. and run it straight in. And I hit play, and we was listening to Kid Rock in between everybody performing. You gotta be I kidding shit. me! And that's how I finished the night. I shit you not. Get the hell out of here! Are you saying? I never knew that part. I shit you not. Kid Rock was playing in between uh, this artist coming on stage. The artist that had USB sticks still couldn't perform, but everybody that brought a show CD could was still able to perform. put on. Yeah, damn. I'm just I'm just laughing at the the fact that you was just like I don't so what made you go to the bartender out of all people? Because usually when they you know if you if you've been in enough clubs you know when they cleaning up or when they setting up for the night they want music on yeah, so they, they usually music. they usually plan music uh, while they setting up. Dope, bro, that's that's genius. I didn't even I didn't even think I was like when you said bartender I was like you don't drink so why would he go to the the bartender to see what's up to? Usually music? the bartenders be having their own music. That's when they gym. cleaning up, that's or when a they gym show. right there. That's a gym. Yeah. That's so for the DJs, for the DJs that's listening to this, the bartenders can save your life. They that 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 white man's probably saved my life mm-hmm. that day. So when we talk about overcoming odds, man, this is this is the fabric and the DNA of the individuals that are the new night show in Los Angeles, and and I'm I'm excited to be able to just get to work. I think anybody, everybody that's hit me this week, I, I thank them, I appreciate it. I'm like now the work starts. I'm, I'm not I'm not getting yeah, comfortable. Like, at all like it's it's like when me and silas uh always talk about how artists get a record deal and then they kick their feet up Uh, you supposed to get you supposed to sign a deal and that's when the work starts because the label's not going to go harder than you Mm -mm. at all at all no i think that that i don't know i'm just excited to get to work and and do what we got to do um what else popped up this week i feel like um there are some things we got to talk about uh, bro, I'm be honest. Okay, with I, you. okay, I, I didn't know if it was just me because I'm like, I don't know what's been going on in the outside world. Uh, to the point, this has been the main focus, just preparing for this moment. So everything outside of this, I've been kind of like, it's been a cloud as to what's been going on. I, I do know bro. we talked about this last night on the radio. Um, this vaccine. All right, the, the first vaccine. Shout out to I think her name is Maggie. Forgot, but it's she's in the UK. The first vaccine for COVID-19, and so far, a lot of people are saying they're not messing with it. You know what I mean? Um, they yeah. they want to see what the long-term effects are going to be. Maggie's 91, and I said this as well. She, she, she can afford to do it because Bruh. there's not too many years ahead of Maggie versus somebody that's looking at 20, 30 years. You don't know what the long-term effects for this vaccine is going to be, and a lot of people are just saying, look, we... A lot of people's sentiments are, I'm okay with the vaccine. I just don't want to take the first one. And then you Bro. have people that don't want to do it. So what are your thoughts? Man, listen, I remember um, I remember talking to, to our my friend Jill, people who, who tuned in my Instagram, who my, my, one of my white moms, Jill. She was like, just fucking take the vaccine, baby. <laughs> It'll be fine. I'm like, Jill, you white. You know what I'm saying? That ain't that ain't how we get out over here on this side of the tracks. You know what I'm saying? That black and brown shit. people, we, we, hey, black and brown people, people of color, we be like, Man, what them white people got going? I don't know. Can't fuck with I that. don't know, bro. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? They could be like free chicken and be like, mm-hmm. that sound good, but let me let me see what let me what's see going what's on? going on first. Yeah. Nah, I mean, I mean, we gotta. There, there has been some called the Tuskegee experiment where. You know, go do your Google and your research on that. And I think 
that is one of the reasons why people are just like, eh, I don't know. I'm not too, I'm not going to jump in line to do it. An interesting point, though, that we was talking about on the air, I think it was last night, is what happens, though, when, because you have a son. So what happens when they require your children to be vaccinated in order to return to school? So my uh, initial thought, and I don't know if I'll be able to, to, to follow through on this. And one of the callers said this to him, like, damn, that's right. Homeschool. Homeschool. You can, you can get the, then, you, know, you have to, you, you have to put in the only thing that I'm, I'm concerned about real talk is not the education portion of it. Because if you put the work in, you can make it work out. Right. It's that social interaction. Now exactly. my kid can't socialize with other kids. That's going to create a whole different, I don't know. I don't I don't know what that looks like. He's already yeah. an only child, right? And that's by, you know, that's as of right now by design. But down the line, we're talking about this is his first two, three years in life. How is that going to affect him in five, ten years if, if everything stays the same? So that's my main concern when I think about this. I'm like, ah, okay, yeah, I'm, I don't want to do it. You know, I want to definitely protect his life and do whatever I can. But at the same time, is that going to have a negative effect? on him mentally by not being able to be around other kids like that. Uh, so Bruh. that's what I'm concerned about. The thing I was just about to bring that up. It's like, yeah, people always talking this homeschool shit and people always talking about how, Oh, uh, you know, uh, remote learning isn't bad. You know, it's kind of, it's safer, very safer at home, but you're not realizing that's having a real mental effect on human beings. Not being able to, we're colonial by nature. Like we, you could put two human beings on, on one planet and they end up finding each other. They're not going to not be with it, around each other. That's right. just the nature of human beings. Like, so, so when you talk about isolating children, that's a whole nother set of psychological development that is not, that's going to be missing. Yeah. Yeah. You, you literally unplugging that. And I've seen that just from 2020 alone, the different things and how antsy my son is when it comes to like, but my, um, my, um, my, co- I guess it's his cousin is literally one of the only kids that he sees, right? And mm-hmm. even that's far and few between. But it's like when he sees her, it's like ah! And I'm like, yo, calm the, calm down, chill out. But I'm thinking like, oh, he doesn't know what it's like to be around other kids. And I've heard stories from other people that said, man, my my kid isn't like isn't developing like that. Like when they see other kids, they they're a little more standoffish or they don't know how to process hanging out with other little human beings. So every kid is different in how they respond to this. And it's an eye opener for sure. It's just literally the beginning of it. So I don't know, man, it's like on one end, do you, you know, risk the child's health physically to say, you know what? Uh, let me just get that peace of mind. Or mm-hmm. do you uh, risk the, like you said, the, 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 the psychological development of the child by keeping them outcast from everybody. It's, it's a tough conversation to have. Adults are having a difficult time adjusting Bruh. to the COVID nineteen world. So imagine, like you, uh, just a little kid, you don't know what's going on. You don't know about Trump or COVID or wearing a mask. You know, uh, Man, you don't know about none of yeah. this stuff. All yeah. you know is like my friend is over there, and I want to go play with my friend right now. Yeah, yeah. It's like I just want to turn up. I, I, or I see. I just want to interact. <laughs> turn up. I want to turn up. I want to interact. Like in and. Or what and, about the children? I think. I think for your son it's a little different than the children who's already had the traditional school experience. And now that's being taken away. Yeah. That's, that gotta be a fucked up thing to try to explain to your kid. Yeah. Because your kid is just a kid. So for your son, you're someone two or three, two, two. your son might be a little different just because he's used to being at the house with y'all. Right. Versus an eight year old who's already been on the schoolyard for two years, three years playing with their friends. And now at the house by themselves on a laptop. Right, it's like, right. damn. Yeah, because you're right. I, I can literally, I, I can say my son has four, maybe, three, I would say four. I know he has one friend for sure. And and okay. when it comes to like family, maybe two or three other kids that he interacts with, and that's not even regular. So it's like, oh, snap. You're right. Like, I that's one way, but versus other kids that have a whole classroom of kids. You know, I, I remember when I was in third grade, 
I had homies. Like, I knew, oh, I'm going to go to spend the night over at Marx's house and my boy Ross and my homie Micah. Like, I know who I'm going to hang out with. And you telling me now I can't even, I can't even go see them. So mm-hmm. I know that that's got to be challenging for for the for the youth for sure. I think that I think that will be worse, in my opinion. Yo, no, you're right, you're right. I, but I think there's there's different sides to it because now, again, we're talking about phys- we're talking about the, the mental development. You you have a kid that is used to that. So when he becomes eight or nine, what's that? What's that going to look like? Mm-hmm. That's the that's the scary part. It's like, so you telling you'll be isolated for all these years? How are you going to socially interact in the next five, ten years? What are you going to look like versus having it removed from you? You know, it's it's different different sides of the coin where you have to look at the negative and the, the positives for uh, for each side, man. But I think that's been super interesting um, that that that's been coming out. Um, it's, go ahead. Uh, no, I was just gonna say. I, I mean, I was gonna talk about something else. If he was done, no, go ahead. Yeah, yeah I'm done. Uh, so I was talking to a friend of mine. Shout out to Brooke, and um, I was talking to her about how people age, right? So, like the, the the more we the older we get, she was saying that either we become full on assholes that are intolerable, or we end up softening up. I'm talking about specific people like myself, right? People who have a rough exterior or a snarky, sarcastic existence, right? Okay. And I was thinking about that shit, and I was doing some self-reflecting. I'm like, damn, I have gotten soft. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for Bro, sure. I had an I had a realization yesterday on my way to just on my way to the radio station. Like, damn, I did get soft. Yeah. Like, Bro, I like, think if anybody has known, I fell off. Yeah, no, no, no. It's it's in a good way because I think that there's different ways that people have to kind of like take on your personality. But I think people that would have met you ten years ago versus today, I don't think they would have been able to handle. They think they can't handle you today, or that you're annoying, or this, or you know, like ten years ago, way worse. I played. We were we were at the radio station. And I played you a break from what we recorded in March, and you were right. like, "Whoa!" I said that, yeah, and we aired it, and we ran that shit on the air. We ran oh. that on the air, and he, you were like, "Whoa, can't do that Take again." That Hell yeah, erase that one. So, Take that out. <laughs> now, what do you think? What do you think is the main reason because of that? Over time, that does happen, right? So, is there a specific? Is there? Is there? I know for sure 2020, I think, was a big thing. Like, that was the catalyst for the softening moment in, in this year for you. So, so with that moment of March to now, I think that was a a, a, a reflection that you said, okay, you know, I got to be sensitive when it comes to And whether you realize it or not, that was one of those moments like, you know, I got to be sensitive to, you know, other people. Not feelings, but it makes you self-reflect more. So out of that, you get more things that happen. But specific in general, like, where, what do you think happens over time and why does that happen for individuals like yourself to to have those moments i don't know bro i think it's just age and maturity i have no idea what's, what's I, happening to me i got a theory and i've told you this okay, before hold on. before you give me a theory let me tell you something i have no idea what's happening to me this morning this will make me bring it bring it up because right before we hopped on i was looking around and i'm like damn like i really got a house and shit like you know what I'm saying? I was standing, I was standing looking down my my stair, my stairwell, right? And I'm just like, damn, I got a like, I got a cool little house and shit. I was like, you know, I wouldn't mind, you know, somebody being here with me. Was- oh <laughs> shit. Now that's now that's a breakthrough. That is a breakthrough. And I told you, I told you this was gonna happen. I was like, I told you this was gonna happen. I was like. Oh, I'm. I fell off. I told. I I told you. I said at one point in your life, you gonna you gonna consider the idea of like, damn, it would be cool. And this morning you just woke up out of nowhere. It just happened. Yeah, you for sure fell off. I fell off. This is this is not the everybody loves head. Holla at your mom's head. This is Bruh. this is a new and improved DJ head that I'm seeing that's right what now. Made, that's what made me think about it. I'm like, oh, I got to talk about this because if I'm, I, I, you know, I always preach authenticity. I got to keep it a hundred. There's only one thing in my life that I've that I've yet to disclose, and 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 Silas told me not to. But other than that, I keep it one hundred. 
<laughs> and I just had to think about it to myself this morning. And as I that, that's what took that's why I was I was hopping on and I'm like, I'm falling off. <laughs> like, <laughs> what's going on with my life what is yeah, going so on i'm like because i'm doing a lot of self-reflecting i'm yeah. like i'm in i'm knee deep in the books and yeah i'm doing self-work i'm talking to debbie about you know different things i'm like what the fuck is happening to me exactly. <laughs> i was so anyway yesterday as i'm talking to brooke about it i'm like i'm like damn i'm really like a not a different person mm-hmm. but i'm definitely uh, 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 I'm definitely gotten soft for sure. So here's here's my theory. It's not a yeah. I guess it is a theory. I heard it from somebody, so I guess it's somebody else's theory. I don't know how true it is, but and I've mentioned on the podcast before that the the, the, the average human every seven years you go through some kind of breakthrough, some kind of changes. So you think about it, mm-hmm. seven years old, you know, you, at, well, pre-adolescent, right? You know, you you you're going through the stages of, um learning development, right? You're interacting with other people. Seven is that year. 14, teenage, you know, all that, right? In what, 21? You're an adult, right? You, 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 you're, you're an adult at that point. You're, you're either um, graduating from college if, if you want some smart shit, or if not, you're at least going through the collegiate route in your life, whether you're going to go to school or not, right? 28, you're, you're, you're getting married or you're thinking about being a, with a significant other and 35, you usually start a family right now. And, and, and this, this is parallel, right? Everybody else's life may not be different. So you don't have to, for, for the people that are in college, you don't, it doesn't have to be a school thing. It doesn't have to be, I got married. It doesn't have to, but every seven years we go through something psych- psychologically and physically, like where our, our body, everything just like you go through a transformation. And I feel like, You've hit one of those transformations. Would you, 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 thirty-five? Would you say your life changed dramatically? Um, I think I've become more clairvoyant in in my thoughts. And think more about intention, think more about intentional in the way I move. Think and think about seven years before that. When, when was that? Twenty-seven. Twenty-seven, right? So that was around. Mm-hmm. What, what can you you know what year that was? Hell no. Just think about you it. Do the math. Do the math. Because I'm, I'm bringing a point back to what we were talking about before. It was around the same time. Anyway, for the folks that don't remember, you said, what year did you talk to Salas? 2012. Well, 2011-12, yeah. Give or take a couple of years, but it was around seven years ago, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. So you start reflecting. So you you hit the, you hit the, the, the time where most people are family, career, like you establishing yourself. You start becoming more aware of that. You, mm-hmm. you locked in, got the career focused, start driving, whatever. And then I feel like even though with us going to real and that was a, a monumental moment, after you've kind of got integrated into the process of radio and media and all that, I feel like 35 was a big year for you because you started to transcend beyond what you thought you could do. Mm-hmm. This is contract. This is mm-hmm. full. This one you was on go, like in the streets, doing your thing, right? DJ head had had arrived. You know what I'm saying? In, in terms of the main, the world, right. right? And I feel like that's that's what's happening. You know, it, it may you know may may take a year or whatever, but I think that's what's happening right now. You've hit that fourth stage or fifth stage in your seven year evolution, and mm-hmm. all these things are happening in result to that. Because I know for me it was the same thing. That this, for me it was not drinking. That was my my last. Oh, my last evolution period was like sacrifice the shit that you think you need. All right, rem- set, you got to remove certain things in order to see what you truly are capable of. Mm. So it's like we it, that's why I'm looking. I'm like, oh, he don't even see this. Like, and that's why I was like, yo, you're gonna have this moment when. And I've just been waiting. I've just been kicking back, waiting for you to say <laughs> either relationship or family. That's the next thing for you. I don't I don't know about the family thing, but I'm not yet. It's going to happen. No, I'm not saying it's not going to happen. I'm just telling you, like, I like like for me, you know how I think I'm thinking strategy. I'm thinking like I ain't ready. I ain't set up for that. Like, I got to be set up just because I don't want to go through what my mom went through as far as financial hardships and et cetera. So I'm an overthinker when it comes to that. 
and, and strategy. So, and I just don't want to struggle. Like yeah. I, that shit, like I know that shit takes a, a full toll on a relationship. Yeah, for you know sure. Because a relationship is a full-time job on top of your full-time job. Absolutely. You have to make time. You, you got to be considerate. You got to think about the other motherfuckers feelings. It's like, God damn. Like I just need to get to work. So I know that I'm not in that space yet, but I was, it, it, the thought did cross my mind today. And that's what I'm saying. Before the thought would have never crossed your mind. Now the thought, now you're entertaining the thought like, oh, it would be nice. Before it was like, man, I ain't got time for that shit. Boom. Uh, I'm not even, boom, not even thinking about that. Now mm-hmm. it's like, uh, if I if I did this, then okay, that can work out. Whereas before, you know, man, I'm cool on any of that right now. So I just think that you're, it's another one of those breakthrough moments where I think, and I again, I don't know where I heard it, but I, I started doing the parallel like, damn, okay, that is right. Every seven years, there is some kind of like, major breakthrough and or development that tends to happen and you know we got to just be aware of it you know what it is like <clears throat> i think i forgot who i was talking to about this maybe it might have been salas or it might have been somebody else but uh i think where i'm at in my life right now is i'm not i'm not up and i'm not even financially stable i mean i'm financially stable but i'm not like i'm still like check to check like everybody else in mm-hmm. this in, in in my way of being check to check right yeah. but that being said, I'm not worried about being homeless anymore. Meaning I have enough cachet and I have enough relationships where I know even if they were to let me go like they did Kev, I know that I'm going to still be straight in some way, shape or form. Of course. I'm not worried about not having a place to sleep. Of course. But because I'm not worried about not being homeless anymore, my parent, my anxiety can switch gears to another, another facet in my life. A new level. Before... Yeah. The level was, damn, how am I going to eat? How am I going to get Back. the homegrown? How am I going to get the gas to get? I I'm going to have gas money to get I remember to homegrown these, radio. To do an interview with Kendrick Lamar. I remember these conversations like, hey, man, I don't, hey, man, I don't, I don't know. Hey, what's Tasha cooking tonight? Oh, yeah, we good. We straight. We, we got, oh, cool, bet. I remember these conversations. Even even from Market Street, like, a, all right, man, I, man, I got, I, I'm going to, fuck it. I already went there. I remember the conversation that you had about going to the casino. Yeah. He was like, hey, man, it's my last little woo-wop. Hey, you got hit. Like, whoa. <laughs> but, she was, hey, but that's that's the. I forgot about I that. Remember, I'm telling you, I placed these moments in my head. I'm like, damn, niggas really came out of some crazy situations. Like, I, man, I, I can just, man, I, I can I can go on and on. But there have been those moments, and you're right. You don't have those moments anymore. It's still like, okay, I'm going to make sure I take care of this mortgage and make sure, okay, stocks and my mom's good. Like, there's different things you're responsible with and putting a home and make sure I got to pay the staff. Boom, boom, boom. There's different things that you got to worry about now, but it's not, it's definitely not, how am I going to eat? How am I going to get gas? You know, so it's, it's, it, you have to be, you have to recognize that, yo, I did level up and I have new sets of challenges, but I'm so glad I'm not there right now. I do remember those conversations about, man, I don't know if I got enough gas to make it to your house. I, I know. I know. So it's like in, in that moment, you that's why it's a celebratory moment. And, I, and to go back, I think that that's why people fuck with us. Because they remember. They saw it. They seen it. They, rem, they remember you DJing their, their, uh, their hood day. They remember, yeah. you know, them pulling up to Homegrown just to get just to be in a room with a Julio G or a schoolboy Q or, yeah. you know, man, just to have some food that night that Tasha was cooking, you know, she doing some taco Tuesday stuff in, in, in our, uh, in our driveway just to get away. Like we were like the escape for a lot of people, whether it be getting mm-hmm. their music on, being recognized or just want to get away from the bullshit. Right. And I think that when people see us win or they see these moments, Regardless of what happens, they're just like, man, at least we know two deserving individuals or, or the embodiment of homegrown, what they represent, has made it, you know what I'm saying, or, or is celebrated or is elevated. So I think that's why people are, that, that's why people fuck with it. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I just think that it's a, one of those full circle moments, and we, we got to take inventory of this and just really appreciate it. Like, I, I'm doing a better job of celebrating the moment versus being like, Oh, no, I was cool. Nah, I, I, this is a big deal. This is a big deal. And I'm not going to kick my feet up, but Mm-mm. you got to just be in the moment like, all right, we did that. Time to get to work. 
time to move on, time to make it happen. But we're gonna celebrate this moment for sure. So um, I want to shout out to another person that's put the work in. Shout out to Andrew Schultz. Nice. Um, shout out to Andrew Schultz. One of the most arrogant piece of shit white people I know. And I love that motherfucker. I ain't gonna lie. Like I love just he's unapologetically Schultz. And for the last what three weeks he's been missing from the Brilliant Idiots podcast, really kind of like uh, uh not really on social like that. And it's for good reason. He just debuted, he just announced that he he got a Netflix special. Word. And I'm just so fucking proud of Andrew Schultz, bro. That's I'm dope. so I'm so proud of Andrew because like it's like what it what it represents to me is you don't have to do it they way. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like you don't have to do it. You don't have to necessarily it's going to take longer. Like if you don't if you if you okay with the slow burn, you'll get there, but it's going it's going it's going to take a minute. It's going to take a minute. And so, you know, Schultz doubling down like Schultz basically going that, Schultz basically went head up with the industry. Like, fuck the industry, fuck Comedy Central, fuck this, fuck that, right? And he's like, I'm betting on me and my fans and my abilities. And I went, he went all in on the internet. He 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 took control of his own YouTube channel, started putting all his clips and his content. He dropped two comedy specials on YouTube. Wow. And then for it to for it to come back around and get with Netflix. I feel like what and then, and the reason why I love Netflix is because they represent the revolutionary uh, side of things. Like, it's like, oh, the industry not fucking with us? Come on, right, come on to we, Netflix. <laughs> come we, to we gonna Pro. fuck with us. <laughs> yeah. How they fuck with Dave Chappelle and then taking Chappelle's show down because he just didn't fuck with it. Yeah. Like, it, it wasn't even, it ain't even business. Like, it, I don't know how much money or revenue streams or whatever they gonna lose taking that down. It's like, no, Dave, we fuck with you. So that to me is fire. So a four-part Netflix series is coming. It's called Schultz Saves America. Uh, I think it drops on the 17th of December. I'm so proud and happy for excited and excited for Andrew Schultz. And like he's he's definitely right now, Schultz is in my top six, I think. Yeah, I think he's sixth. He's either sixth or fifth in in my favorites. Not not best in my personal favorite. Comedians? Com- comedians, yeah. Wow. Wow, man! Salute to shows, man. That that I I, I that you got to rock with that. I, again, the story of of somebody coming up from the mud and like you said, doing it their own way. You can't do nothing but respect it. Because I see a lot of people that 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 criticize them, you know, and I see a lot of people that love them. But you have to respect that dude when it comes to putting in the work. Like that's bottom down. Putting down the work is going to definitely uh, make sure that people are, are are paying attention for sure, man. Mm-hmm. Um. Real quick, I just want to just again, we we said it a second ago, but congratulations to the Breakfast Club, ten years, um, mm-hmm. just for what they do to the culture, uh, what they've done, pushing radio and, and all that, and also Charlemagne extending his deal with iHeart five years. So man, I, I'm excited. I, I tweeted the other day. I'm like, man, Charlemagne, I wouldn't be surprised at this point if he teams up with SpaceX and creates like a podcast studio on Mars or some shit because he's always that forward thinking when it comes to you know, his life and his ability and his brand. And I think that's something to look, look at. Well, I just, when I, when I talked to him, he was telling me about some other shit that's about to get announced. That's going to really shake some shit up. Really? And, oh yeah, this is just part of it. Like the rollout is stupid. He got a whole, like, you know, when an artist is gearing up to drop an album, they got a whole rollout. Here come the single, then here yeah. come the video, then here come the interviews. And bro, it's a whole rollout. Wow, man. I'm looking and, forward uh, to it, man. But yeah, he got a, uh, the, the Black Effect Network, mm-hmm. um, you know, with iHeart. I think I think it's just dope to be able to put yourself in a position to put other people put, in position. Put the homies on. So it's like, that to me is just a, that's a huge deal and definitely worth being celebrated. Also, no no shade to uh, Envy and Angela because the Breakfast Club is a, is a cohesive thing. Mm-hmm. Just like Homegrown is a cohesive thing. And the breakfast club has definitely changed the way radio was done. Yeah. Digitally, uh, virally, et cetera. And so every, I think that's the mile marker that everybody is chasing at this point is to, is, is what that, the bar that they've set. Now for sure, man. Uh, salute to, to um, Charlemagne, Angela Yee, 
uh, Envy, and, and again, they have their own individual lanes. Like I, I like the fact that Envy is doing more of the uh, the financial literacy, and you know we all know he's into the cars as well. But the fact that he's figured out his lane and doing that, and then Angela makes sure she's doing the real estate and opening the juice bar, and you know she's she's attacked her lane uh, when when it comes to that as well. So individually, they're all doing it, but you know as a as a brand of the Breakfast Club, you're right. It's it's the bar that they're setting, and it shows when you're at the top, right? Or, or or to not get comfortable when you're there. We already talked about when you when you achieve something, right? And not kicking up, not kicking kicking your feet up. But they have every right to just coast, right? Every right. And they're like, nah, we got more to do. And I, I that that's that I love that message that that sends. It's like, okay, even when you get there, you still want to achieve to do uh, aspire to do more. So I love that man, and that's a good. Uh, marker or a template to kind of like model yourself after um and you know put your own self into it and make your own twist to it but it it, it makes me look at it as saying okay I, when i when i get there I'm not gonna get comfortable for sure that's something i picked up being on the road back in the day with glasses and cash money like lil wayne was the number one rapper in the in the world at the time he was a cover of rolling stone you know drake didn't exist at the time and the the the, the, the phenomenon that we know is drake didn't exist at the time <laughs> And Lil Wayne was the guy. He was the number one dude in the world. Lollipop, Carter Three, right? And he worked his ass off nonstop every single day. I saw it with my own eyes. I saw him do it. Yeah. I saw him go from the video set to the studio and back. Oh, how long we got before they, while they switch over the scene? Oh, I got 30 minutes. All right, I'm going to be in the studio. Coming like, up. yeah. what the fuck? Yeah, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Day. Yeah. And, I feel like and, he took he took because I feel like in, in hip hop regards, right? It was everybody looked at Pac's work at ethic. They were like, "Oh man, he Pac did a hundred songs. He had a hundred songs after." Then it was like Wayne would just smash yeah. that. You know what I'm saying? But, Completely. I remember Bird Birdman saying that Wayne could stop recording today and he'll still have enough music to put out. I can I believe that. Just, just whatever. Like I, I, I could drop a Wayne album every year for for the rest of whatever, and he could stop today. Crazy. Like, what? Yeah. All right. Well, look. I know you got you got some things to do, man. Uh, we oh, almost yeah. an hour, so uh, do you want to tell people, or you just want to next nah. time? All right. No, no, no. Homegrown Radio. Uh, check us out. The new LA Night Show. Um, Real ninety two three Monday through Saturday, starting at seven p.m. Feels good to say that. Uh, Chuck That's crazy. Dizzle, DJ Head. Uh, we will catch y'all next time. Homegrown Radio. We out. <laughs>